Welcome to Unethical Podcast. December 26, 2006, 5.08 a.m. the day after Christmas. Ryan Waller, a Phoenix, Arizona resident born February 12, 1988, walks into the interrogation room. The young man is polite as the officer tells him to sit down. He says, right there, thank you. As he comes into view, you can't help but immediately notice that it looks like this kid got punched real hard in the left eye. It is such a dark purple, it's almost black, and there's a noticeable black mark on the right of his nose and another just to the left of his nose. As Ryan sits there with his feet up on the chair in the corner of the room, he begins to rub the back of his head and whine. He suddenly notices the handcuffs dangling from the interrogation table, and for no apparent reason, he fastens it to his wrist. He then continues to sit there, letting out little whines and looking around before he shifts forward, lowers his legs, and puts his head down on the table. He makes several attempts to get comfortable, but the large bruises and marks on his face make it difficult, and he finally settles with putting his forehead on his flattened hands on the table surface. He stays like that for some time, letting out little whines every now and then. About four minutes in, he gets up. He says, for no reason, unprompted, he goes, yeah, and he tries to walk around, but he forgets that he had handcuffed himself to the table. He turns and he stares at his handcuffed wrist for a second, and then he sits back down, where he picks up a blank piece of paper that was left on the table, and he stares at it intently. So it is now 5.17 a.m., and his interrogating officer walks in. This man's name is Detective Paul Dalton. He tells Ryan to lift his feet up onto the table so that another officer can take photos and swabs of the bottom of his feet. Ryan complies and says, I just want to go to sleep. The officer says he will, quote, sooner or later. And then this exchange occurs at 5.19 a.m. Do I get to go home? I should go to the doctors where you should go. Me? Yeah. Why? Huh? Yeah. Is it bad? I'd say that's really bad. I just want to go to sleep, that's it. No, that's... If you, have a, if you have a concussion, you don't need to sleep. That's what the doctors will say, so... Oh, yeah. He looks like he got punched hard enough where a guy would tell him, do not go to bed. You're fucking concussed, bud. Like, he does not look good in this right now. He is definitely in bad shape. Yeah. Okay, so as you heard, um, Detective Dalton tells him that his eye looks really bad and he should get medical attention instead of going home to sleep when they're done. But Ryan will remain in that interrogation room for another 45 minutes. And considering the scene that the police collected Ryan Waller from, it's not really very surprising that they don't give much of a shit about his eye right now. Right. I was starting yeah. to feel a little bad for him, but I'm like, oh, I think that he's probably a bad guy. If you've learned anything from 
from if we've learned anything from doing this show is that you do not feel bad for the person that we're talking about straight off the bat because it's <laughs> nearly always going to turn out that they are a piece of shit. Oh yeah. I can already say he looks like a piece of shit. <laughs> he looks like a piece of shit that's wrapped in like toilet paper because of his white suit. <laughs> 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 I listened to something where somebody said they're like, he's wearing like this suit and I'm not sure if he came wearing that or if the police put him in it. And I'm like, who the fuck has this around their house? They're just going to throw it on and like, hey, this is what I'm going to wear today. Get dressed. He's like, okay, let me put on my hazmat suit. Yeah, exactly. For the listener, it looks like he's wearing like a paper suit you put on top of your clothes if you're like a painter or something. You know, it's like Mm, a protective layer. But I mean, also it looks like what someone might put a suspect in if they're going into jail and they want to inspect all their clothes. Like, Here's a paper yeah. jumpsuit, bud. Like, gave her. Yeah. But I find it weird that they would do that. Like, they put him in that suit, but then they still have the kid put his feet up on the fucking table and they haven't checked his feet yet. Like, they let him walk around a bunch. Oh, and his feet are so gross, too. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they're taking in there in the interrogation room, they're taking samples of his feet. You figure that was done by now, but I guess not. Yeah, not a lot of organization, right? Yeah, it seems like it's out of whack a little bit. Like, the feet would be the first place they do so you don't walk around and fuck it up, right? Like, get the places that are going to be high traffic. Yeah, before he even took off his regular clothes. Yeah, his clothes aren't going to change. Yeah, his feet would have been done, in my opinion. But what do I know? I'm not a forensic guy. I'm just an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just a fat guy from Canada. Leave me alone. (laughs) I'm just fat. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. What do I know? Yeah, so anyway, so... Basically, what happened is around midnight on December 26, 2006, the Phoenix Police Department arrived at Ryan Waller's home to conduct a wellness check. And while attempting to enter the home, Ryan opened the door and asked them what's going on. According to the officers on the scene, they asked him about his eye and the marks on his face, and he says he's fine. And they tell him that they saw an unresponsive woman in the other room when they were looking through the window. They need to check on her before they can leave. Ryan tells them she's sleeping and that he just wants to go to sleep too. The officers then tell Ryan to get down on the ground and as one of them puts him in cuffs, the other goes into the living room and he finds the body of Heather Kwan on the couch with two gunshot wounds to the head. Uh, Okay, sorry, maybe you said this, maybe I lost track. Wait, was there guns around too? Did Did you say that yet? In his home? Yeah, like where the shooting or where this girl was had gunshot wounds in her head, just sitting around there, or do you have a gun in his hand? Or no, they didn't no. collect a gun from the scene. Interesting, mm-hmm. but you know that doesn't necessarily mean. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll they'll come up. I'm just curious because, like, you find someone with two gunshot wounds in their head. What's around them? You know, did she fucking? I don't know. I'm just curious. I'm a curious guy. There was also signs of a struggle in the house. This, there was no chance that anybody thought this was suicide. I got you. Definitely murder. All right. So they collected Ryan. They brought him back and he's now in the interrogation chair. So at one point, while both of the officers are in the interrogation room, the one working on his feet tells him to lower both of his feet and put just his left one back on the table. And Ryan is noticeably confused by this, and he struggles a great deal to put his foot back up on the table with the handcuffs on that he put on himself for no reason. And 
In spite of the severity of the situation, Ryan giggles as the officer swabs his feet. I got ticklish feet too. I don't know. You know, I don't know if I'd be giggling away. <laughs> you know, yeah, he might have not even been able to help it. It's like, oh, you know. Yeah. But it oh, also my. might be kind of a sick thing too. I, I mean, who knows? Yeah, I don't. I don't know, but as as you can imagine, this doesn't exactly paint a great picture for the officers. They're thinking like, seriously, man, giggling? That's okay. Almost getting pleasure in what they're doing. Like he knows what he did and almost getting pleasure in like they're having to touch his feet. He's got a weird foot fetish wrist. Kill someone on the feet touch. Is that what you're saying, Krista? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you touch my feet you only make $35,000 a year yeah exactly <laughs> um so they finished processing his feet at 5 28 a.m and this is when detective Dalton begins the interrogation so he asks Ryan some standard identifying questions before asking him if he knows why he is there and Ryan says he doesn't Ryan pulls his feet up onto the chair he leans against the wall and you can see he's very clearly distressed like anxious uncomfortable nervous he's almost going into the fetal position he is he's he's cradling himself in the corner of this room and he does that pretty consistently throughout the entire interrogation yeah if you were to just look at a picture of what you have on screen here you'd think he's in distress for sure mm -hmm. Okay, so Dalton then tells Ryan that he will be reading him his rights. And he asks Ryan if he's ever seen a crime show before where someone has been read their rights. Ryan says no, which comes across like an obvious lie. Everyone's saying that. Yeah, everyone's seen Law and Order. Dun, dun. <laughs> exactly. <are> three, <laughs> like, what I can't remember how the beginning goes, but my God, everyone's seen a Law and Order SVU at least. He's living with a 21-year-old woman. Like, you know she has true crime shit on. We all do. Oh, yeah. That's what we do. And yes. How old was he again? He is 18. 18, okay. Mm -hmm. So, again, Ryan says no. And the cop is like, okay, why are you choosing this to lie about? It seems like a very weird thing to lie about. Do you know who Nancy Grace is? Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I do. <laughs> All right, so this exchange occurs at 5.31 a.m. What's the um, highest grade you went through school? I don't know. I don't know. You don't know the highest grade you went through? Eighth. Did you, eighth grade? Did you graduate? Yeah. Did you, do you have a GED? I don't know. You don't uh, know what? I don't know. I don't know. I just want to go home. Oh, you're, you're not going to go home right now. So what? What's the highest grade that you completed? B? No. Not, not grade, as in letter grade. I'm asking, did you graduate high school? No. And the highest you went was eighth grade? Mm. B? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I give this interview a B. I've had better. <laughs> I give your interrogation skills a B. <laughs> what the hell? It's weird, right? So first he's like, I don't know how high I went in school. Okay, it was eighth grade. Did you graduate? Yes. Was it eighth grade or did you graduate? What was your highest grade? B. Okay. No, not that. Did you graduate? No. So he's like all over the map. It's almost like he's not even listening to the questions and he's just responding almost like on autopilot is what it seems like to me. Or under the influence or something like that. Yeah. Yes. He's making me very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So after this- It's video- either that or, sorry, it's either that or he like seems to be in shock or something. You know, like if he had done a big crime and then he just- kind of regret it he's just like trying to suppress it like we're watching memories get suppressed right now like i don't know what happened i don't know i don't know anymore i don't know like I, I, he's having a mental break mm-hmm. you know yeah i don't know like, drugs or mental break is where i would go with that yeah just weird very weird so after all this confusing questioning dalton detective dalton asks ryan if he has a girlfriend ryan says no We know that's a lie. Heather Kwan is his girlfriend. They're living together. Dalton then asks if he knows a girl named Heather. Ryan says yes. So Detective Dalton asks him what her last name is. And Ryan can't answer the question. He babbles something about her going by nicknames and then says maybe her last name is Kaiman. But he doesn't know how to spell it. So her last name is not Kaiman. It's Kwan. And he's, it seems like he's trying to establish almost that he doesn't really know her. Like this random yeah. chick just ended up dead in my house. I don't know. If I had a dollar for every time that happened. <laughs> <laughs> a dollar I do, I would have. Um, yeah. It's also like, do you know a Heather? Not anymore. <laughs> oh. you know? Do you have a girlfriend? Like I- no. Not as no, of six hours ago. <laughs> He's not necessarily lying. <laughs> exactly. Um, Dalton also asks him how old she is. And Ryan says she's 16 or 17. Again, not true. She's 21. So, yeah. And then he says he knows her from school, which is kind of true and kind of not true. They actually met when they were kids in school, but that's not where he knows her from now. He knows her from they live in the same house. Maybe it's maybe he used to call her at 16 years old. He used to call her Kaiman because she was still a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> so he's remembering 16-year-old Kaiman. You know, as soon as I as soon as I heard Celeste say the last name, I was like, Richard is going to find a way to make that into a joke. I just had to wait a couple of minutes. <laughs> oh, I get it. I didn't even think of that. What the fuck is wrong with you guys? <laughs> hey, I didn't say it. I just knew that Richard would. Yeah, so there's something <laughs> wrong with you too. Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> you both thought of it at the same time. He just came up with a joke quicker. <laughs> she just knows I'm going to do it because so she doesn't have to be the one. She just throws me as the grenade at the audience so they can yell at me later. That's fine. <laughs> you're the target <laughs> i don't care i'm joking <laughs> classic so 
Dalton, Detective Dalton then asks Ryan, what happened to his face? And Ryan says, I don't know. And then he's, Detective Dalton says that when Ryan was brought in, he told one of the officers that someone hit him. And then he asked him who hit him. Ryan struggles a great deal to come up with a cohesive answer. And this took like several minutes and it was a lot of I don't know and a lot of breaks. But ultimately what he ends up saying is it was probably Heather with her hand, but it was an accident. And that she did it when she was helping someone named Christina with her hair. Actually, the first thing he says was she was giving Christina head. Oh. (laughs) And then he ends up saying, no, he was, she was helping her with her hair. Right. Um, Mm. Detective Dalton then asks Ryan to describe this Christina person. And Ryan says he can't. And he starts getting really defensive at this point. Um, like seemingly for not really any reason he just gets really like high strung and and like defensive um but all he manages to say about her is that she had average brown hair seems like he's completely displacing himself from reality creating his own reality in his head uh, that's astute that's what i would think too he's just like i'm disassociating this now i've gone too far i don't know i don't know whether this is just because I'm a nurse, but I think I wouldn't be wasting my time interrogating this person until he'd been completely checked out medically. Because anything that's coming out of his mouth, you there's it's just rubbish. And he could like from like you said, from that injury on his face, he could absolutely be concussed or have a brain injury or you know, like you said, under the influence of stuff. So it's just a complete waste of time trying to talk to this person. But yeah, as a as a as a nurse, I I, I see why you'd think that. But like, think of like a cop who just wants to solve a crime. This guy's probably in his brain just a stupid guy. Like he's just yeah. low IQ. Like I got to get it out of this moron. But you're right. Yeah. Like you look at this guy's face, he looks fucked. So I would check. Yeah, him out too. I agree with Christy. I've. I've had a concussion before and conversations were confusing. I mean, I, you know, I, I couldn't really even understand what they're saying or what they're getting at or, and so, yeah, I think that definitely medical help should have been there for him before he was interrogated. Cause he's not going to make any sense. Cause he can't even make sense of what the officer is saying. And even if he, even if he is stupid, like if that's just what it is, at the end of this, you get a half decent lawyer to just go like they he had a head injury at the time. He what he they didn't even check him out. So exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. So if they keep talking to him, then the the parents or whoever is just gonna be like, Well, you guys talked to him when he obviously was very unwell. Exactly. And just to be one hundred percent clear, he has not been checked out by any medics or anything up to this point before he got into the interrogation room. And I, I don't want to slam the cops too hard on this one because I, I will slam the cops. I have no problems doing it. But in this, like, they see a murder. They just think this guy, like, I could see why they would. I understand the motivation. They're just trying to get this mm. solved and put it away, right? Like, It's Occam's razor, right? She's dead in the house and he is in the house and he hasn't called the police exactly. or anything. He's in the house with this woman's body and he said, you know, she's fine. Yep. And you said you said there was... You said there were signs of a struggle and he's obviously been in a struggle. And now he's saying Heather hit him. Yeah. 
So they just, they're just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just get this guy's confession and he can be checked out later, whatever. Mm-hmm. Dalton then asks Ryan what happened last night. And Ryan raises his voice. He's yelling. He says, I don't know. I don't know, man. And he says, all he knows is he got hit, went to lay down, and Christine and Heather were in the house. He wants to go home and he wants to go to sleep. And he says this several times over, over the next like 45 minutes. I just want to go to sleep, man. And um, just to be clear, no one named Christina was in the house. So I was going to say, like, did they ever look for Christina? Was there a Christina? No. To my knowledge, no. No. Okay. May, may have known someone named Christina or Heather may have had a friend named Christina, but in no way was a Christina involved in any way. Hmm. You also have to remember this was Christmas day. Like are his friends oh, just yeah. coming over to hang out on Christmas day? I don't think so. So uh, detective Dalton went quiet for a little bit um, after basically Ryan got really defensive and started yelling. He like took a little step back and then around 5.38 a.m., this exchange takes place. You know what happened in your house last night? Mm-hmm. Is that house yours? Mm-hmm. Yours or your parents? Mine. You bought that house? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, what happened? Hmm? I don't know what happened. You're all beat up, right? So tell me what happened. I don't know. I just want to go to sleep, man. That's it. Remember what happened to your nose? There's a big chunk out of your nose. I don't know. Someone grab you? Were you fighting with somebody? No, I need to go. I need to go back to sleep, man. I'm just tired, man. That's it. Didn't even do anything. I just want to go to sleep. You remember what time this happened? Your eye? Like one? Or maybe earlier? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you know Eric's girlfriend? Yeah. What's her name? Heather. Eric's girlfriend's Heather? Mm-hmm. Okay. So a few things really stand out there. First of all, yeah. do you own that house? Yeah. Why? What happened? Yeah. Weird. That's not a question I'm going to be asking if somebody's like, are you a homeowner? Yeah. Why? What happened? <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's a, that's a good point. Like, <laughs> right? Almost like automatic. Like, hey, is this house yours? Why? What happened? You know, something happened. <laughs> well, and then uh, uh, did, what time did something happen? 1 a.m. or something? I don't know. And it wasn't 1 a.m. He was already in police custody at 1 a.m. Yeah, he said one o'clock too. He didn't say one a.m. Oh, so that could be the afternoon. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't. I don't think he knows times. I, I a chunk of nose is missing. That's a weird part. You know, that's something that sticks out for me. You know, a chunk of your nose there missing. The weirdest part for me is that an eighteen-year-old owns a house. Like, <laughs> yeah. He does not. He doesn't own a house. <laughs> yeah, I, did, I didn't think he did, but. If, if an 18-year-old told me they owned a house, I'd be like, oh, how did you make that money? <laughs> well, rich parents, right? But he doesn't own the house. He rents it. Him, his girlfriend, and they live with a roommate. They rent the house. Right. Is, so the roommate's Eric, I'm assuming? The roommate at one time was Eric, but not any longer. He is oh. currently living with his girlfriend and her friend, Alicia. 
And Eric's girlfriend is not called Heather, I'm guessing. His girlfriend is called Heather. Yeah, Ryan's girlfriend's Heather. Heather. Again, weird, right? Like he's sort of pushing Heather into this other role to distance himself from her. Yes. The pseudo life that he's making up to distance himself from what happened. I legit thought you said the studo life. That's uh, she's trying to. I was like, what did I do? The studo life. T- yeah, pseudo, pseudo, pseudo. Almost the same. Almost coming, the same. coming soon to unethical media. The studo life. Oh my god! Just me clickety clacking in front of a computer, being like, I'm fat. I'm fat. Scratching your butt every once in a while. Retard, retard, retard. Separate from the black. Gotta take the retards out of the script. Can't say it too many times. One retard a year. That's all I get. <laughs> so good. I'd listen to that. <laughs> that voice you just did was terrific. You should like make a private dicks commercial with like exactly that voice. <laughs> yeah. Insane Richard voice. That's insane Richard. Gone insane. Clicking, clacking. <laughs> It sounds like newspaper mogul to me. <laughs> you can't put the N-word in this newspaper. It's not allowed. God damn it. I wish it was the 60s. <laughs> Times were better when you could just say the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So Detective Dalton then tells Ryan that Alicia, his roommate, told the officers that when she came home last night, Ryan's eye was already all busted up. And he says he doesn't recall this. He said she came home sometime around 2 a.m., but he was already in custody at 2 a.m. She actually came home at 9.30 p.m. So Dalton then asks Ryan about Heather again, and this time Ryan says, Heather is my girlfriend. Right. Yeah, so just like all over the place. And Dalton repeats, okay, so Heather is the one that did that to your eye. And Ryan says, no, it was Alicia. And then the, de- the detective sort of gives him one of those looks, those looks that are like, are you fucking kidding me right now? And then Ryan, he like, he, he goes, I swear, I'm not even lying. I swear. Quote, that's what he said. Yeah. Uh, the people who say they're not lying are usually the ones that aren't lying. That's what I, I've always noticed. I'm not lying. Sure, you're not. Yeah. So then the detective basically says, okay, can you tell me a little bit more about that? And Ryan is basically like, what? What were we talking about? just not paying any attention but this exchange happens at 5 42 a.m i'm assuming a lot of between this and see him going i don't know man i just want to go to sleep I don't it know. is yeah trying to evade the situation i don't know i just want to go to sleep man that's it hey ryan huh huh there's what? a dead girl in your living room she's dead yes heather <laughs> I don't know. I want to know what happened in your house last night. The girl on the couch is dead? Dead stern now. I don't know. If she's on the couch, she's dead. Well, these people came over. Machine is dead. With shooting arrow, bow, and darts. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, Me and her would go. That's it. And Heather wasn't there, and Eric wasn't there. It was just me and Heather. What was there? So again, just to clarify that, he says something, 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 bow and arrow darts. 
shooting arrows, bone darts. Shooting arrow shooting and arrows, bone darts. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and then he says, Heather wasn't there. Neither was Eric. It was just me and Heather. Yeah. So she wasn't there and then she was. <laughs> she wasn't for a minute. She went to the bathroom. All right. So we'll keep going with this for a little bit here. And then what happened? And that's it. Richie and his dad tried to break in to the back. Richie and dad? His dad? Mm-hmm. Who's Richie? I don't know. Well, you obviously know him. You know his name by Richie. He used to live there. Was he a roommate of yours? He used to be. And they... They hit you and... They hit you? Yeah. Now it's Richie that hit you, not Heather? No, Richie and his dad. Richie and his dad. They hit you? Yes. Why? Because they're trying to get their stuff. I don't know why. And they had some kind of bow and arrows? Mm-hmm. They each had two revolvers and they didn't let off any shells. Okay, you just said they had bow and arrows. Now they have revolvers? That's what I meant. They had revolvers. They have revolvers. Yes. And then what happened? And then they shot us with those. They shot both of you? Yeah. Where'd they shoot you at? I got shot in the eye. You I got shot in the eye? I think so. With a revolver? I think. I don't know, man. I don't know. Fuck. Okay, so now his story is that Richie and his dad broke into their house and shot both of them with revolvers. Right in the eye. Right in the eye. He's saying he was shot in the eye with a revolver. Obviously. Right. Super apparent. Okay, it's good we have you because you know about guns. A revolver's <laughs> like a big, like, is there different kinds of revolvers or would they all be like a dirty, hairy type revolver where it would blow his fucking head off? I mean, it depends on the caliber of the the uh, the gun, but no, I mean, it's it's just a little pistol. I mean, if you had a 45, yeah, I mean, it's going to blow your head off. If you have a little nine millimeter revolver, it might blow a hole. I mean, you're still going to die. It's, you're getting shot in the head. You're still going to die. Yeah. Huh. yeah, I mean, the only way he would get that kind of black eye is if it were a little revolver pellet gun, and I don't think they make those. <laughs> he actually, the detective specifically asks him, was it a BB gun? And he's like, no, it was a real gun. A real bow and arrow gun. Yeah, a bow, bow and arrow. Gun. Real bow and arrow. Bow and arrow. Bow and arrows and darts. Yeah, and this guy, this guy, now that he he's sounding more and more drugged out to me because of like he, they were here for their stuff. You know, it sounds like some guys robbing them for fucking meth or whatever the fuck drug. It came at me like maybe it was a previous tenant or maybe a landlord that he's trying to talk about. He says he used to be his roommate. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So any, but at the end of the day, this guy who is up and alert and talking and walking around is saying, I got shot in the eye with a revolver. That's <laughs> okay. why my eyes all fucked up. <laughs> Amen. I guess maybe if the bullet ricocheted off of his nose, he'd have a black eye, but that's uh, highly <laughs> unlikely. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so Detective Dalton then asks Ryan if he was the one that really shot Heather. 
And Ryan says, no, of course. And Dalton then asks Ryan about all the guns he keeps in his house. And it's unclear where he got the information that Ryan was a gun enthusiast. But Ryan says, there are no guns in my house. Now, that's not actually true. Ryan did have one gun in his home, and it was a gun his grandfather had given him. But he wasn't particularly interested in it. He wasn't a gun enthusiast. I don't know where he got this information. The police officer? Yes. Oh, the police officer just made that up. When he said, you have a bunch of guns in your house, he just made that up to try and trick him into saying he has a bunch of guns in the house. Potentially, yes. Yeah, that's what cops do. They're just going to lie to you until they get their information they want, right? Like, where's all your guns, man? I don't have any guns. Sure you don't. Where's all your guns? I'm sure there's a storage shed. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, he's going to be like, okay, well, you got me. There's one next to the bed. My shotgun's there. My husband's gun is there. And then there's a pistol in this drawer. (laughs) I think think it should be there. Why isn't it there? Where it always is. I don't know what happened to it. It's somewhere. (laughs) Gun safety, kids. (laughs) Do you know where your guns are? Do you remember those ads? Two out of three is bad, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's only the little one that's missing. Yeah. That's fine. It's, just, it's the smallest one we have. No big deal. I mean, we'll that's find That's only going to give someone a black eye. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, okay, so uh, Dalton then asks Ryan again, what happened last night? And Ryan reiterates the same story, which is the first time he's been even a little bit consistent. He says, Richie and his dad... They had arrows. He says arrows again. And that one of them put him in a sleeping hold is what he's saying now. Hmm. So uh, Ryan tries to get up and walk away. And then once again, remembers like, hey, I'm handcuffed to this table. And he sits back down. He doesn't really seem super bothered by that, but he's fine with that. Okay. So then Detective Dalton is like, I've had enough of this shit. You're not making sense. Your story is impossible. If you'd been shot in the face with a gun, you would probably be dead and you would definitely not be up and talking to me right now. And then Ryan says, I just want to go to sleep. And then Dalton backs off and he's like, okay, you know, whatever. Let's talk more about Richie and his dad. Okay. Just so tired. (laughs) Exactly. Is it possible there was arrows though? Like could he have gotten hit with like a bow in the face, like an arrow in the face? I don't think they take a chunk out of your nose. I feel like you'd have an arrow in your face. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's one of those arrows with like a trick arrow with a uh, fist on the end of it, like a boxing glove. <laughs> it could have been a dart. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, maybe it's like a Nerf dart. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> there just has metal on the end, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He did say darts. Maybe it could have been a Nerf gun. A Nerf oh, revolver dart. gun. A Nerf revolver. Yeah, a Nerf revolver. There's Nerf revolvers for sure. <laughs> there actually is. We have one. They're, yeah, they yeah. are. Revolvers. Oh. Okay. Um. So this is 5:47 a.m. All right, but what, uh, man, what am I gonna do? Just tell me what I gotta do. Right, get your feet off my chair. Is number one. Number two. What happened to Heather? I don't know, man. I really don't. You're know. now saying Richie and his dad shot Heather. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Yes. And they shot her with a revolver? Yes. And did not use any gun? They came with those guns. Mm-hmm. And they came through the where? They were breaking through it? Through the back. Through the back? By your door or is there another door? 
Through the back door. Through the back door. Is that off the kitchen? Mm-hmm. And why would they come on Christmas Day? I don't know. I really don't know. Really don't know. Did did they break in or did you let them in? I let them in. And then what happened? And they started shooting up the house. With the gun? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what happened? That's it. What happened to Heather? Heather got shot. Where did she get shot? Inside the face once. She got shot inside of the face. Mm-hmm. How close? How close were you to her when she got shot in the face? It was after I got shot, so I didn't even hear anything. So you got shot first. <laughs> and what happened? Did you fall to the ground? Yeah, I was trying to get up and shit, and I couldn't. I don't okay. know. And then she got shot. Mm-hmm. What? Why? What? What did you do? Nothing. Did you call nine one one? Did you see if she was alive? She was sleeping still, and that's it. I just let her sleep. She got shot in the side of the face, and you let her sleep? Yes. This does not make sense, Ryan. I know. I didn't mean to, man. I'm sorry. I didn't know if she was passing out. <laughs> so that was just one thing that I thought was interesting, is he says, I didn't mean to, man. Oh, this guy. Yeah, that's true. I kind of missed that. Uh, I just want to say this cop has had it up to fucking here with this guy. Yeah. He is getting he is trying more and more pissed. So hard. Yeah. So hard to not lose his shit on him yeah. right now. It's diet, yeah. It's a fucking day after Christmas, man. He should be at home eating turkey sandwiches and drinking beer. He shouldn't be stuck here with this cockhead. He's like, oh. He's doing a good job being professional really like but you can just see it in his fucking mannerism he's just getting more and more frustrated like dude just tell me the fucking story so i get you're right go home yeah and spend boxing day or i don't know what americans don't do boxing day i've heard of spend the day with my family like, yeah, it oh, yeah. reminds me of when i'm having to listen to gabe tell me a fucking story for the seven thousandth time and i'm just like just tell just Get to the end of the fucking story so I can go back to doing what I was doing before you started talking. Oh, I go through this with my kids every day. I'm like, oh, okay, how many details do you have to tell me that don't fucking matter? Yep. <laughs> can we just get to it? Exactly. The worst is when it's made up completely. You're like, I was there and none of that happened. Oh, <laughs> I was literally watching you guys. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Jack gives me play-by-plays of every YouTube video he watches. <laughs> and I hate it so much. <laughs> so fun. He's like, so in this video I was watching, and I'm literally like, no! Not again! <laughs> <laughs> For the eighth time today. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing this. I don't care about Roblox and Friday Night Funkin'. Get out of my face! <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, so that's about where he is right now. Yeah, and he said sorry to the guy. Well, I didn't mean to, right? So yeah, that was something I thought was interesting. It's this this little moment, this little slip where he says, I'm sorry, man, I didn't mean to. I was just letting her sleep. Yeah. Gunshots in her head. Yeah, she's sleeping. Taking a nap. If he was just trying, like I, I thought in my head, like maybe he's just trying to get the cop to leave him alone. Like, sorry, man, or I didn't mean to. Can I go to bed now or whatever? But like that, this has been maximum a half an hour and a 
in an interrogation room it hasn't been long enough for him to been just like completely fed up you know what i mean so oh yeah um okay i think there's a little bit more of this clip that's because i got shot wrong once too and i was gonna pass out okay this is now not before i don't know you're saying right now you've been shot yes in the eye yes with the revolver yes all right and he goes all right <laughs> all right yeah uh-huh. in the eye mm-hmm. with a revolver <laughs> Here's where the here's where I think a little conversation can be had is like I don't give a fuck if you think he's lying at all though. Now is when if he said that like three times in a row, it's time to get him checked out, dude. You can't continue this fucking interview anymore. Uh, like yeah. you're done now. He's talking crazy. Like you know he's not going to make sense. He doesn't make any sense now. Mm-hmm. So you got to end it and figure out what's going on. Go get him looked at. Uh, right there is where I'm like, okay, now it's time. Before I got it, now it's like, dude, you're a cop. You should be understanding like shit like this. Like, you know, you're not going to get any anywhere with them now. They said the shit craziness for like half an hour. It's over now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, literally told you four times he's been shot in the face. So, and it's very clear that he hasn't. Yeah, everything he tells you is just going to be. It's a made up story. Yeah. So it's now five forty nine a.m. And uh, the interrogation, by the way, goes until uh, 6.02 a.m., I believe. So he's been in custody for a long time. How long did the interrogation go on for? The interrogation lasted for 55 minutes. Okay. Yeah, right now we're at 40 minutes or so, right? Like, uh, It started at 5.08 and goes to 6.02. Yeah. Um, yeah, so basically that's the wall that he's hitting right now, though, is it's kind of like, okay, he's just going to keep saying this. Maybe, you know, maybe I should just give up, you know? Good. Um, But he doesn't. Instead, um, he says, (laughs) instead, Detective Dalton says, Ashley told me she came home at 9.30 p.m. Christmas Day and you let her in. Now, just to make things clear, he means Alicia. Alicia, right? Yes. Detective Dalton is the one who's getting her name wrong right now. He says, Ashley came home 9.30 p.m. And so then Ryan says, I don't remember that. I don't know who that is. I don't know who Ashley is. And then Detective Dalton says, um, or no, he says, he's, he says he doesn't remember that. Detective Dalton says, do you know who Ashley is? And then Ryan says, no, Richie's dad's daughter, I think. He says, Richie's dad's daughter. Not Richie's sister. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Detective Dalton actually got a little bit confused by that. It's kind of funny. He sits there and he goes, Richie's dad's daughter. (laughs) Okay. So, and then he's like, and you're saying that Richie shot her. And then Ryan says, no, Richie's dad is Heather's dad. And Heather's dad is the one that shot her, is what he's saying now. So yeah, totally all over the place. Not making sense. But again, the weird thing is that these two people, Richie and his dad, are the two people who he actually can bring up pretty consistently. So he's really stuck to this story. But he's like, this is what I've decided. It was Richie and his dad, and I'm not budging on this. So Ryan then starts to complain that his feet hurt, and he tries to lift them up on the table. And Dalton's like, put your goddamn feet down. Let me look at your face. 
So he pulls Ryan's head in and a little bit aggressively, Ryan's like, ow, that really hurts. Like my head really hurts, man. And Dalton takes a good long look at Ryan's face, gets up and leaves Ryan alone in the room at 5.53 a.m. And Ryan tries to go to sleep on the table. So again, trying to go to bed. At 5.56 a.m., Dalton returns to the interrogation room and this exchange occurs. And just to let you know, or well, to let you listeners know, the sound that you hear is Dalton removing the handcuffs that Ryan put on himself. Um, And some of the parts are going to be cut out because Ryan keeps getting distracted by the open door and people who are walking by. Hey, Ryan. I got the fire department coming to take a look at it. They're going to probably take you to the hospital. Taking me to the hospital? Yeah, we're going to take you to the hospital. Why? Well, if you've seen your face and what you're doing today, it doesn't make sense right now, okay? We're just going to make sure you're okay. I can't go back to bed, man. Well, that's the problem. If you have some kind of head injury, you shouldn't be sleeping. Okay? Well, sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. There you go. All right. Okay. So just, we're going to wait for the fire department here. So who is Richie? Richie and his dad. Okay, so the one thing you notice is that he's given up. He's like, I'm not getting any useful fucking information out of this kid. I'm just going to get him checked out so that we can keep this going. But we've got a few minutes, so let's just keep this going right now. A couple more <laughs> questions before, you know, medical comes and checks you out. <laughs> I mean, he stopped it when I thought he should, so that's good. Like, I, I hey, man, what are you going to do? Sit there and talk to him about the fucking bow and arrows? You might as well ask who Richie is again. You're not going to. Yeah. Maybe you'll get something out of him. Yeah, he right now looks like he's going to climb the fucking wall. Like the <laughs> right. Oh, exorcist. Yeah. <laughs> okay, again, that's one thing I want to bring up really quick. His stance, Ryan's stance, his posture has changed dramatically. Almost as yeah. though he feels that things are going his way. He's not defensive anymore. He's not nervous and anxious anymore. It's like he feels that Detective Dalton is now believing the story. Now I can let my guard down. Yeah, he's got his foot thrown up there with his arm on his knee. He's kind of relaxed. Casual, making a little mm-hmm. bit more sense. It's, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, maybe uh, I didn't take it like that. Maybe I, I took it like, I'm finally going to go to the hospital where I should be. Like he's got He doesn't want to go to the hospital. You just heard him. I'm going to take you to the hospital. And he goes, why? I want to go home and go to bed. Which is true, but he also said about five times that, like, this different girl was in his house and he got shot in the face. Like, he's all over the place. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I just thought he was like, why? And then as soon as he got, took the handcuffs off, he was like, I'm going to the hospital. Thank God. Like, he's just all over the place. I don't know what he thinks. You know what I mean? I, it just. I took the why as more of like a whiny, like, what are you going to make me do now? Like, why? Like, why do I have to do this? It was like, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. You're right. You, confidence is in there. I don't know. He just seems more comfortable now, a little more casual. Yeah, he's sitting back, relaxing now. Like he looks like he's on a lazy boy now versus before he was kind of in the fetal position. So there's that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh-huh. Oh no. You don't remember where you got shot? Mm-mm. I think I only got shot once in the eyeball. And then you just wanted to go to sleep? Huh? 
Did you go back to bed after the shooting? Mm-hmm. Did you and Heather have a relationship? Not after the shooting, no. No, 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 not after the shooting. <laughs> <laughs> no, not after. Like, I didn't fuck her while she was dead. <laughs> it was just oh. before she was dead. Like, we had a relationship. Oh, my God. It's, it's good that he's not fucking dead corpses. So there's, there's always that. <laughs> hey, there's a good plus in this. <laughs> Yeah. This is not disgusting. Weirdly callous answer, though, right? Not after she got yeah. shot in the head, no. Like, what? what yeah, the, weird. That's gross. <laughs> yeah. I don't like those holes. Wrong holes. Oh, God. <laughs> Ew. Oh, I didn't need extra holes. <laughs> On a serious note, he has this confident like defiance to him right now like yeah he does he looks comfortable but he also had, he had crossed his arms and he's kind of looking at the interrogator like what what are you gonna do he just has this look on his face and his demeanor changed yeah while he was doing that i dalton was there was a moment in there where you just saw dalton like stop think about everything that's gone on for the past half for half hour 45 minutes and just not know where to go next he's just like yeah so Heather's your girlfriend, <laughs> like just before he said that. Uh, <laughs> you can yeah, see he even you. points at him too, and he's like really thinking, like, what is my next question going to be? Because I don't know where to go from here. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting to watch him in this, uh, as much as it is to watch Ryan in this, because Ryan's like non sequitur is all fucking weird, and this guy here is not. I'd be upset. You know, just tell me what the fuck, man. But he's holding it together barely. <laughs> yeah, and he's the same thing when he answered B, right? He's like, no, not after the shooting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Before the shooting. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So she was your girlfriend. Kind of, not really. Again, so callous. They're living together. They've been together for like, I don't know, six to eight months or something now, but they're living together. That's a pretty serious relationship. I would call that boyfriend and girlfriend. But so <laughs> callous, kind of, not really. This girl is dead. Maybe yeah, he's trying to distance himself from her. Maybe they're fundamental Mormons and uh, he's got like six girlfriends living in there. <laughs> Uh, she's yeah she's b she's yeah b. she's b she's not a she's not a is a is anna a is alicia yeah alicia yeah oh is that it oh there's a little more why did richie and her dad why did richie shoot you and then shoot her doesn't make sense they came in shooting at everybody i don't know why i really don't know why i really don't know why Okay, and it's Heather's brother, Richie? Mm-mm. And you said it was it was Heather's dad. Is it Heather's dad or is it just Richie and his dad? Richie and his dad no, has nothing to do with Heather. Okay, Heather is not related to Richie or the dad. Mm-mm. And when did Richie live with you? I don't know, like a week, man. When? When? I don't know. Like a week ago? Two weeks ago? A month ago? Maybe. 
Okay. We're going to get the fire department to come in and take a look at you. Probably they're going to take you to the hospital, okay? Okay, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Okay, and they're going to take care of you. All right. Just, just stay right there. I wish you would have said, I wish Dalton would have been like, we're getting the fire department to come check you out because that story you just told me is hot garbage. Because <laughs> yeah. you're a liar, liar, pants on fire, yeah. sir. <laughs> That's a joke. You did a better one. <laughs> I love how Dalton is just like playing into it. So like, okay, yeah, and you got shot in the eye and she got shot. Like, wait, what? <laughs> No, he didn't get shot. Like you're, you're letting him live this pseudo pseudo fantasy life. Like break away from that. That's not reality. Nah, nah, I don't know. You gotta, you gotta let these guys talk. Sometimes you just tell them. Like cops can lie in interrogation. It's like a oh good, yeah, right. So just play into his fantasy. Maybe you'll get something out of him. I yeah, I, I honestly, I don't think this guy is doing a bad job. I I was planning on disliking him at the beginning of this but i think he's doing a pretty good job for what he calling his roommate ashley is pretty bad yeah well yeah (laughs) how long yeah that's not good that's definitely not good well and then his stance got more defensive once he started asking questions too and he's having to lie he put his other foot up he went back into the fetal position he was like i don't it was like i don't want to talk about this i don't want to say anymore he was comfortable and then like even the still shot that we have right now, you can just see the interrogator left and he's watching the interrogator and he does not trust that interrogator. He's, he's squaring up. He's making direct eye contact. Yeah. He's not looking away. He's, he's, he's going like toe to toe with this guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they should have checked him way before this to begin. Like in all honesty, this should have been done a way before with the foot checking and all that shit. But oh, like, yeah. if this is how it's going, it's the best I think he could have done, minus like maybe get the name right. You're right about that. But yeah. <laughs> well, he also asks very leading questions, which you shouldn't do. You should give them the opportunity to answer on their own because asking them leading questions is just building an building a, a, an alibi for them. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Just yeah, I don't know the rushes either. Like, why do you need to get this kid in an interrogation room right away? The girl's dead. It's not like there's a hostage situation. If we don't get the kid's name by seven o'clock, they're gonna throw us a finger in the mail or something. Uh, it's <laughs> what's the rush, man? Just Let the dude the- sleep. I mean, it's five in the morning. Uh, Agree. Let him go to bed. He's gonna be less likely to be. Uh, I just want to sleep, man, for like a half yeah. hour straight tomorrow morning. What's the every difference? other word? I just need to sleep. I just need to sleep. A bunch of waste of time. He sounds like he's all fucked up too. So let him sleep it off. Yeah. Six hours total from when he was brought, from when he was discovered to now when he's getting medical attention, it was six hours. Oh, then he's probably not fucked anymore then. If he was a druggie, he'd be coming down now at this point. But that can also lead to yeah, bad that's true. symptoms. Yeah. But okay. Um, before we keep going, do you guys remember Randy Stare? The, the Randy Stare series. How can I forget? Do you guys remember? Never heard of it. Do you guys remember <laughs> when you guys were like shitting all over Randy when I was trying to build him up as like a sympathetic character? And I told you the one day I would bring you a case where you shit all over the good guy. Yeah. Mm. You've been shitting all over the good guy. I fucking knew it. I felt bad <laughs> for this guy in the beginning. <laughs> uh. Well. 
to be fair, uh, he looks guilty as fuck. I knew I felt bad for him, and I usually don't feel bad for people. Is he's the good guy then for real? <laughs> <laughs> what what did he, did he fight off a band of fucking uh, bow and arrow bandits or what? Like what happened here? We got a little bit more, and then I'll tell you. Okay. I'm so excited. <laughs> all right so um dalton leaves the room it's 5 59 a.m he returns at 602 a.m with three men from the fire department and here's what happened when they arrived i'm not gonna believe this one for me i can't believe it either you're right i've already heard the story i can't believe it this is just my observations that this might be an entrance this might be an exit this might be into his eye and he's acting uh like he has a serious head injury, which would make sense. So, what you guys confirm, Brian? Yeah, we'll take him. I don't know why. Yeah, we like, can tell. Did that all? Has it been like that before, or just happened tonight? Like just for like a day or so. Okay, so now what he is thinking is that this mark here is an entrance wound. Entrance wound. This mark here is an exit wound. Whoa. Oh, did I not say? I'm like, it could have, like. <laughs> oh, you did say. And as it would turn out, it did. Wow. Now there is more, though. So we'll get a little bit more into this. So the three men, they check Ryan's injuries and they determine he was indeed shot. The bullet entered. He, the bullet entered on the right side of his face next to his nose and exited on the left side of his face under his eye. So in his brain, he got shot in the eye. He got shot through the sinuses. Here, through here. Oh my gosh. And that, okay. What? Okay, I'm sure you're going to explain it, but that doesn't seem like it would hit his brain. Like, why is he acting all fucked? Uh, the, the force that a, a bullet hits the body oh, would just yeah. cause the brain to rattle around in his skull. So oh, that so could like certainly be a it. factor. Yeah, oh. it would literally blow your brain back. I mean, it would give you a concussion. It would, all that force would blow your brain back into the back of your head and then it'd come back. So it's just like, it's like whiplash almost, you know, like your brain. Shake it up. Rattled. Yeah. Like a martini brain. It would scramble that egg. Right, exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So the three men are attempting to make light conversation with this poor brain damaged fellow. And, and Ryan is failing to keep up. He says, I was born in Michigan. He was not born in Michigan. He was born in Phoenix. Okay. Close. <laughs> America. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So uh, this is the last few moments of the interrogation. So we'll just get this out of the way here. I bet Dalton feels so bad after this. No. He shouldn't. We'll get into it. He was just doing his job. Okay. Where are we going? We gotta go to the hospital. Get checked out, bro. Look like he got shot right in the face. I didn't even know. Get <laughs> shot right in the face, bro. Oh, I didn't even know. <laughs> All right, so it is 6.05 a.m. Ryan Waller, a man who had a bullet through the face, and as police would come to learn, had an additional bullet lodged in his brain. Oh, my God. Gets up and follows the three men out of the room. 
So he got shot twice. And he did get shot in the eye and he had a bullet in his brain the entire so time. So he wow. did get shot. Did it like go what? in through here? Like in right his- through his eye. So he didn't have an eye. His eye was gone. It like, oh, yeah. or- straight through. Oh, uh, so he wasn't lying. Like he knew he got shot in the face. Whoa. Poor guy. And he's getting Whoa. interviewed by. <laughs> See, that's why I that's why I don't think the fucking cops should feel bad at all. The fucking medic should have caught that. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Whoever brought him in should have caught that. Like, how does the cop who's like this guy figure out murder? I guess so. I was just like, how does he notice it's an in uh a shot through the fucking nostril, not the medics? Those guys you figure out no more. But I guess the police would see shit like that all the time too. Yeah. So who wants to know what really happened? I would yes, love please. to. Me. Yeah. The audio visual aids were fun. Yeah, that was yeah. super cool. Thank you, Celeste. Oh, no problem. We're actually only halfway done. So, <laughs> all right. We have to get into the unethical part of this. It's going to be a fun yes. one. So, December 25th, 2006, 18 year old Ryan Waller and his girlfriend, 21 year old Heather Kwan, were enjoying a quiet evening in the house that they'd recently moved into together and that they shared with the roommate. Ryan was a very talented guitar player that could hear a new song and pick it up without even trying. And he was pursuing music, believing that he would be a career musician, playing rock music for thousands of fans, according to his father. Um, By the way, Ryan Waller's father, Don Waller, is our Bush of the Week. He is a very, very nice man. Good old fashioned jungle bush. Massive jungle bush. The kind of bush that you find on the islands where they shoot missionaries. That kind of bush. (laughs) Okay, so Heather, uh, she was attending the University of Arizona. She was hoping to go to law school. The two had been childhood friends, but they only became a couple within the last year. Ryan later said to his father that sometime between 5 and 7 p.m. Christmas Day, he heard a noise turned around to find two men already in his home pointing guns at him. The two men then shot both Ryan and Heather twice in the head, killing Heather and leaving Ryan unconscious on the floor. Now the shooters were later identified as 24-year-old Richie Carver and his father, Larry Carver. Richie, by the way, was uh, not a former roommate despite what is said in the interrogation, he actually was a former tenant of the house that Ryan lived in. And when Ryan first moved in, he lived there with Eric, who was before Richie's roommate. Right. Mm. So Ryan actually only knew Richie because after Richie had moved out and Ryan had moved in, one night, Eric had heard something in the backyard and the two of them went to check it out and they found Richie there. And Richie told them that he was there because when he was still living there, he had lost his pet iguana and that the iguana would come out at night and he was trying to find the iguana. <laughs> so a random iguana running around in the backyard all willy-nilly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he also had run into Richie a couple of more, a couple more times because Richie returned to the home to ask if any of his mail had been delivered there instead of forwarded to his new address. So Ryan's father assumes that Richie chose to attack them because they had seen the nice guitars and computers that Ryan had, and also because Richie knew the house well, 
including that his fingerprints and DNA would reasonably already be there, and that the back sliding door could be lifted and the hooking lock mechanism would lift out and slide over without too much noise or hassle. And that is how they entered into the home. Yeah, it's funny how criminals always forget that usually when you're committing crimes, it's the people you know, and they're going to go look for people that know these people, dum-dums. Who cares if your DNA is there or not, stupid? It would come up, right? If any, if Ryan yeah. had died, people would be like, well, who came in and stole all their shit? Eric's probably going to say, Richie. He was hanging around in the backyard casing the place. Yeah. Would be the first name that came up. It would be, considering he is an ex-con. This was uh-huh. not his first attempt at murder either. Oh, no good. Seven years earlier, when he was just 17, he approached a man sitting in a red light, stabbed him in the chest, and stole his wallet and CDs. And he ended up serving only four years in prison and being released in 2005. And while he was in prison, he got himself quite the naughty streak for consistently having shivs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scraping that toothbrush down. That was his favorite thing, was collecting knives. Loved it. Wow. What is this? Anyways, weirdo. Just like to stab people? Just want to see what it's like? Or are you cracking? Weird obsession. Or paranoia. Maybe he thought he was going to be attacked all the time. I have no idea why, but he just, he would not stop. Every time he got caught with a shiv, he would have another shiv. Okay. Well, you didn't find my other one. I had three. You only took two. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) He's playing hide the shiv. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so Larry, Richie's dad, on the other hand, was more of your run-of-the-mill piece of shit. He had multiple arrests for domestic violence, assault, theft, and assaulting a police officer. Um, It's unclear exactly what the two dickheads made off with, but they removed several items from the home before they left. Ryan, unfortunately, couldn't really remember what was there. Yeah. So... On Christmas Day, a phone call was placed to the Phoenix Police Department by Ryan's father, Don Waller, who was concerned when Ryan and Heather didn't come to their home for Christmas dinner. And uh, they went, they checked the house out, they knocked, and no one's answering the door, and they're very concerned. So they called and asked for a welfare check. The police would not arrive at the home for four hours. And during that time, Ryan's parents went to find a bathroom, get a cup of coffee, and very unluckily, in that 15 minutes or so that they were gone, Alicia, Ryan's roommate, came home and Ryan let her in. So, that sucks. With this, Okay, sorry, just so I'm correct in this. He has a bullet in his brain right now when he lets in Alicia? Mm, He sure does. Jesus Christ. Oh, he doesn't even know what's going on. He doesn't even realize that his lady is dead. Nope. She's sleeping oh, on she's the couch, taking a she's nap. Sleeping. He let yeah. her sleep because she was tired. Sleep. Oh, oh man! Yeah, and he was to, all he wanted to do was sleep too. He's like, "I'm so tired, just let me sleep." That's yeah, what they're like, thinking. Is he was asleep, and then he woke up briefly to let Alicia in and went back to sleep. And that's basically what he's been doing ever since the shooting. It's just sleeping. Wow. Yeah. So sad. It's probably like a thousand dollars worth of things to shoot someone in the face. Anyways, keep going. Yeah, exactly. They didn't, I know they didn't make off with a ton of stuff. So I have no idea how this happened, but apparently Alicia failed to notice the body in the living room or any blood or any signs of a robbery. But when his parents returned and the police arrived, no one tried knocking again and nobody woke her up or him up. 
Um, so one of the officers looked through the front window and announced loudly that they have an unresponsive body inside right in front of Ryan's father. But they didn't give him any information about the body or what he was seeing. So Ryan's father just had to stand there and basically assume that that's probably his son's body. Yeah. So that's super fun. A roommate just walking around in there too, like not noticing anything fucked up. Like it was 9:30. She apparently got home and went straight to bed. Yeah. She Heather usually sleeps on the floor. Don't worry about her. She was on the couch. <laughs> she was on the couch. Oh, yeah, she's on the couch. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't she covered up with like a blanket? Because I'm starting this is coming back to me. She's covered up with a blanket because Ryan covered her up. It just all hit me. I've heard this before. Yes. Yeah, she was covered up with a blanket because he was taking care of her, covered her up. Yep. That did happen. Yeah. It, yeah, it all just came back to me. I here I am. Yeah, so why why would you check her? Like you just walk in and you're like, oh, she's just asleep. She's got a no, I know. she's Oh, that's sad. It's very sad. So they announce the body and then they go to enter the home via a door that led directly into the master bedroom. So during the inter- in the interrogation, he says he says something about how did they come into the home? Was it the door by you? And that's the master bedroom door. And Ryan says, no, he came in through the back. That's the sliding kitchen door. So there are three entrances into this home. So uh, they go in or they, they attempt to open the master bedroom door and a confused, badly injured, and probably like was just sleeping, Ryan Waller hears the noise and he opens the door for them. And he just stands there and he's like, what's going on? What's happening? No idea what's happening. So Ryan's father, Don, recalls a few minutes going by before they walk someone out in handcuffs and put them in a police car. And then another officer starts putting up crime scene, crime scene tape. And Don said that he didn't really recognize immediately that it was Ryan because he was seeing him from the left side of his face. His wife, on the other hand, was on the other side of the property and saw the side that wasn't badly injured. And she says, oh, my God, that's Ryan. And so Don runs to go to Ryan and a police officer wouldn't let him anywhere near him. Yeah. And he wouldn't give him any information about the scene or anything like that. All he knows is that Ryan's brought out in handcuffs. He's got a massive injury on his face and that there is a body inside, but he doesn't know who it is. I assume he thinks it's Heather and that they're arresting Ryan. So very scary. Yeah. Yeah, And he doesn't know if they would have let the dad talk to him, he would have known something was up right away too straight away yeah he would have yeah. been like why are you what are you talking about let's get them to the hospital but they just said fuck him you're not making any sense what yeah. you're you're not acting like my son i don't i don't know this person that you're being right now exactly it would have been obvious but no sir they did not get him any medical attention they just put him in the cop car took him to the police station and he was processed and put in the interrogation chair the police fail again they really do and i'm sure like moving around like that guy moving too much the bullet could just one centimeter away from like his death you know what i mean just rattling it around in there it could have easily just killed him and the cops are just probably slamming his forehead up against the back seat of the door when they're throwing him in murderer you know just being assholes uh wow yeah maybe um, once the police station, they took 43 pictures of his injuries, all without getting him, him any medical help. And like I said, it was six hours from when he was discovered to when 
Ryan got medical aid, plus the four hours they waited for the police, plus however long it had been from the shooting. A long time. It's sometime about yesterday. Isn't that what he said? Sometime yeah. yesterday. <laughs> last, yeah, exactly. So it was sometime last night is what everybody's saying. Yeah. <laughs> my kids are in there yelling and screaming too i'm just glad that they're like further get you guys can't hear them right now <laughs> i'm so sorry he's being really loud okay. no worries <laughs> okay so after ryan was taken to the hospital the bullet that was still lodged in his brain was discovered and again they brought him in with like this guy got shot through the face the doctors are like oh buddy no this guy's got a fucking bullet in his head <laughs> um and in addition to the bullet they also found six fragments from his eye socket that were also lodged in his Ooh. brain oh wow. my gosh not for me you know what a pass <laughs> do not no, recommend yeah do not recommend <laughs> wow. zero ten <laughs> <laughs> Um, so he needed surgery to remove them, but due to the length of time that had passed between when the injuries were sustained and when he arrived at the hospital, uh, which was like I said, approximately 11 to 14 hours, he, an infection had already set in, in his sinuses from the gunshot and they had to put him on antibiotics. So they couldn't even get to work on removing the shit that is in his brain. You're not supposed to have stuff in your brain. Get it out. (laughs) (laughs) Especially infection, like you know what I mean. The skull's bad too, but I mean, bullet, really skull, bullet, and infection. This kid's got rough. The past twelve hours been rough for him. He's walking around and talking like holy fuck. <sighs> Way to go, man. Cognitive barely, but still cognitive. Who's that guy? Uh, there's a famous guy in the states that got a piece of rebar right through his brain and lived. Oh, this guy before it's like uh, yeah. What his name is? Oh, Phineas Gage. It was a railroad spike. Yeah, yeah, railroad spike. Yeah, yeah, that's what makes me think of Phineas Gage. Yeah, buddy, I sneeze weird, and I can't get out of bed for like two days. This guy's walking around with a fucking <laughs> bullet in his head. Yeah. yeah. So he was eventually given the surgery on December 28th, and during the surgery, he unfortunately lost his left eye and a portion of his brain. That was permanent, but though they initially removed the right eye, they popped it out of the socket to see basically if there was any way that they could save it, they were actually able to put it back in and the opti- optic nerve was never severed and he can actually still, or could actually still see out of it. Oh, wow. That's good. Uh, I was hoping they were looking for the spare one in the back. It popped out one eye. <laughs> <laughs> like a vending machine? It's just floating, floating around up. It's, the, it's like the extra button you get in like a button-up shirt that's just back there. You just oh yeah, it's just oh, sewed yeah. in back there, and so then you just like you take yeah. it out, put it in there. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, so they saved his right eye, and that's awesome. Um, but the hospital also discovered that Ryan's jaw had been broken on the left side, but they said it was not caused by the gunshots. I wonder if it's when he fell, you know, if he fell and maybe hit a table or something and it, and it caught him. Maybe. Maybe. Or he maybe got decked by police officers. Uh, Police officers. (laughs) Yeah. Well, cops are going to be assholes. I think you're a murderer. They're going to be a dickhead. Yeah. They will hurt you and they don't care. We'll see. Yeah. If it's not cops, I'd be shocked actually. So. We'll see. 
Um, so Ryan was in the hospital for a total of 35 days, during which time there was no police follow-up. Detective Elton nor anyone else came to check on him. And once Ryan was released, a new detective came to his parents' house and interviewed him again. And Ryan gave him the same story about Richie and Larry, this time a little bit more coherently. So Richie and Larry Carver were later apprehended, thanks to Ryan. And Richie was sentenced to life in prison in June 2008. And Larry initially remained a free man because there was no evidence linking him to the crime. And the only testimony they had was that of Richie, who, you know, said it wasn't me, it was my dad. And his wife, Cheryl Carver, who initially was the one to actually turn him in. Um, probably because he let their son take the fall, you fucking asshole. Yeah. That and maybe he's an asshole around the house and she wanted to get rid of him too. And like. she started getting super scared of all the shivs that he had hidden everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shiv in the toilet. Like, I got a dad keep finding shivs around this house. <laughs> in the oven? God damn it. <laughs> yeah, she's probably just had enough of the two of them. So she's just like, fuck off. Both of you's got to yeah. jail. <laughs> yeah. Well, she did initially, but then she actually invoked her right not to testify against her husband. Oh, fear. And Larry remained free, but in 2011, Heather's family lobbied for the implementation of what is now known as Heather's Law, which oh revokes marital privilege not to testify against your spouse. Larry was reindicted and ultimately sentenced to life in prison. Good, fuck him. Agreed. What's with the naming fucking laws after dead white women? (laughs) Terry's law. You remember Terry Shivo's law? Like, why don't we call it like a law? Why don't we say like the fuck the spouse law? Like, why is that the Heather's law? (laughs) I don't know because people need a face to rally behind. It's yeah, it's true. They like white ones. I don't know why. Right, it's always the white girls. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. Not this again. <laughs> what was a fucking law? Um, so Ryan's family tried to sue the Phoenix Police Department for misconduct. However, the police department ended up bringing in a quote expert witness, surgeon. Can you not? <laughs> fucking dog. Um, yeah, expert witness surgeon that said that extra time would have made no difference in Ryan's outcome and before even allowing Ryan's family to bring in their medical expert the judge dismissed the case oh what isn't that fun yeah it was rattling around in his brain like a tin can that's fine it would have made a difference yep yeah so um the Wallers could have filed an appeal but they decided not to because if they did and lost they would be responsible for the city's legal fees and smart move. You don't fuck with the police unless you're ready to lose everything. Oh. And, uh, they hadn't lost Ryan. Not yet. Yeah, it's kind of like, well, you got your life. I mean, you got to live. Um, wow. Do you know anything about his, his mental state after all that happened? So here's what happened to Ryan Waller. Ryan was never the same after his injuries. He had several memory problems and his father described him as someone who acted like they had advanced Alzheimer's. He would repeat stories that he had just told. He, I imagine his music suffered quite a lot. Probably couldn't learn anything new. 
Um, and worst of all, he struggled with very severe seizures for the rest of his life that caused countless injuries. And sadly, his life came to an end in 2016 when he died from a seizure, which resulted in a brain bleed after he repeatedly struck his head on a concrete floor. Oh, that's fucking sucks. Oh, that's emotionally. Ow, like, oof. (laughs) He was 27 years old. Oh, man. So I remember shot in the head and you guys hear that I'm going to have to lose a chunk of my brain. Just do the other, like, just stomp me in. Just end it. I don't want to live like that. I really don't. I don't want to live like a shadow of myself. Just fucking, I was dead that day. Just kill me. I'm cool. Yeah, I'm done now. Just like, even let me kill me at that point. Like, just give me the gun and tell me that I need to. There's somewhere in there that's going to tell me that I need to do that. Just let me do it. Yeah, it's it's sad. It's super sad. Like, imagine you would have lived like another 30, 40 years. It would have been nice, I guess. But I mean, dude, having seizures all the time, not the same. You lived a whole life before that without having to do that shit. And somewhere in there, you remember who you were before. I mean, you would have to, right? I mean, I would assume you so. would remember that you are a cognitive person at one point in time. And then there was this thing that happened to you. And now you're this person, but you can't think like that anymore. I would yeah. imagine. Yeah, I would imagine it would be confusing because the things you did before you can't do anymore. That's where I'd be like, how come I can't do this anymore? That, that would be my frustration, I think. Oh, definitely. Yeah, very unfair. Well, I am very happy that I said that I felt bad for him at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I am on the moral high ground here. We're all just, we're, we're all cynics here. So oh, it's yeah. nice to have, have someone that looks at the positive side of things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that, I'm glad the two assholes got time. Anyways, that's like, I'm glad yeah. that happened. Yeah. Yeah, they got life in prison, no possibility of parole. So, um, and they got natural Good. life in prison. It's more than Ethan Couch got. <laughs> oh, what a dick. <laughs> oh. Mm. It's fucked. I'm not even going into that right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. I was just going to say, I'm sitting here waiting a bated breath for you to tell me about how the cops are fuckheads. I'm ready. It's coming. <laughs> here we go. Here it comes. I'm waiting for it. Well, think about how pissed he was in that interview room. He probably left that room and was like, who the fuck checked this guy before he got in this room? Did any fuck yeah. one of you fucking assholes check him? No. That's what I assume he did. But maybe Dalton's going to be yeah. the biggest brick of all. He was the one who set it all up. He got him shot in the head. I don't know. Maybe there's a whole, he's the kingpin behind this whole thing. <laughs> he has the guitars in his face. I don't know. He's Richie's <laughs> uncle. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not that bad. He has a dill hole, though. And here's why. Um, so many people believe that the police are at least somewhat responsible for the outcome, um, as all of the moving around they forced him to do in those six hours probably exacerbated the injuries that he had, even if not from the bullet alone. Bone shards. They're really fucking oh, yeah. sharp. Yeah. Oof. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's true. According to Ryan's father. One of the police reports from the incident stated that Ryan refused to comply when told to get on the ground and put his hands behind his back. So he was, quote, led to the ground. And Ryan was then unable to pull his hands from under his waist. They had become pinned there when he went to the ground. 
And so the officer said that he used a, quote, jaw pressure point hold to keep him subdued while his hands were being pulled out from under him and cuffed. And so this, this means that the broken jaw could have been caused either by Ryan hitting the ground jaw first, which he would have because his Ooh. hands were not out in front of him. They were under him. Yeah. yeah. Or oh. during this hold that the officer did. Is this, or, is this the Derek Chauvet hold? Is that what the hold is? Yeah, the, I was going to say, is this like the, the George Floyd hold? Yeah. Oh, no, this like, is the one where they like kneel on his back. This is apparently where they use, they put their thumb on like a pressure point right here that subdues them. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, fuck. yeah. I don't know about like that. Like a fish. They're like a fish in their gills. Yeah. It, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Ryan actually later said that the officer literally just decked him in the fucking jaw. There we go. I don't know. He's he doesn't have a great memory about the incident. Maybe he said that with some leading when they were trying to build a case or something. But this police report was actually existed. It was actually there. They did take him to the ground. And I really don't think that the people that broke into his house did it because it seemed like they just came right in and shot them. Yeah, what's the point of breaking the jaw? Yeah. Unless, unless I don't know, I, I'm just spitballing. You could probably correct me on this, but like, remember he said he was like, "What did they do when they came in? They just shot me in the eye, man, right in the eye." And then I tried to get up, but maybe that he tried to get up and the buddy kicked him in the face or something. Like, I don't know. I, I'm just spitballing on that. That's the only thing I could think of, though. It's possible. I lean toward the police did it. I really yeah, me do. too. I was gonna say I put my money on the cops. I'm pretty yeah. sure they did it. You know, they thought he was a murderer and they're just like, boom, threw him on the floor, fucked up his jaw. I I put it on the cops. Yeah. yeah. What's the point in kicking somebody? I'm sure he got shot in the face and just fell down. I mean, I'm pretty sure he just fell straight to the ground and they thought he was dead. So they left. Well, the way you yeah. fall to the ground, too, you're like relaxed. You crumple. Yeah. And there's not it's it's less likely for you to have breaking bones right christy i mean you would know better if you're a little bit more relaxed then you're not going to break more if than if you were tense am am i correct in that yeah there's there's actually been like a lot of people that have like tried to commit suicide when they've been medicated or they've been drunk and they've actually not died because their body has been so chilled out by the drugs or the alcohol that they're they're like they've broken some bones, but they haven't died. They fall so, like ragdolls, yeah. Yeah, mm. pretty much. And they just kind of bounce. But <laughs> that's interesting. But, mm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's definitely one thing. Also, the way that they lead him to the ground and his arms are pinned under the front of his waist. Like he had to have hit. That's the first thing that would hit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that really sucks. Leading makes it sound so nice too. They just yeah. gently put him down. Fuck you. <laughs> exactly but the movement and possible unnecessary force in this case isn't the only issue that comes up another issue is that standard procedure is that anyone with a visible injury should be cleared by a medic before being interviewed there and it Ryan is is clearly injured even if if it had just been a fist fight or if it was an altercation with heather and she hit him with something that can alter yeah. your mental capacity Especially with a black eye that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I we all said it right off the bat. <laughs> You'd have to be fucking Drago from Rocky 
to leave a black eye like that with a fist like yeah yeah that's not coming from a woman especially a smaller woman from what she sounds like it's not going to be coming from a smaller woman exactly no like andre the giant did not break into this guy's house and hit him yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) but it was bad and this will really piss you off when the police eventually arrested larry carver he attempted to flee and he ended up being subdued by police dogs and he was taken to the hospital to treat his canine related injuries before he planted one ass cheek in an interrogation chair yeah they didn't want to they didn't want to have to go ask rover for his badge back for doing bad things so they want to check him out first <laughs> we need your badge we need your gun rover you were too violent with the guy <laughs> oh. that's fucking stupid. oh that pisses me off it does bug me that they didn't check this kid. Oh, and, uh, there's no reason for that. They had six hours. <laughs> like, it's not like he was arrested and then put right in the interrogation room. There was a six hour period. What was he, he waited, doing? Like, what is it? It's like, oh, it's Christmas. Let's just. That's true, it's too. Fine. It was because it was Christmas. It That's was exactly a busy day. Why. They had to go home yeah. and go to sleep with their family. And then they're going to wake up in the morning, even like, you know, 435 to go in. Shooting your girlfriend, Ryan. That's not very festive of you. Get the fuck <laughs> into, into my cruiser. This is bullshit. Well, there's got to be those guys. Like, come on. Didn't you like your Christmas present? How ungrateful of you. Yeah. <laughs> I wrapped these bullets before I shot you with them. <laughs> that would be festive. Confetti coming out the end of the gun. One of those yeah. Christmas poppers. Yeah. yeah, a little crown Christmas comes cracker, out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wearing a paper crown and a jo- and a bad dad joke. <laughs> yeah, I I just I can't imagine being that like incompetent with my job where I'm like it's Christmas I don't save lives now. You know what I mean? That's just like, come on. You're working. It's not like you're at home and they called you from home. Get in the ambulance. We need you today. You're on shift. Right. Anyway, that's annoying. Yeah. So another thing in this case is that if a police officer comes to a residence and he can see that there is an unresponsive or deceased person inside, which they did in this case, they have the right to immediately enter the home without any further permission needed. But what they did was they spent nearly an hour waiting to get a search warrant issued. This was after the four hours that they waited to even show up. They spent an hour waiting for a search warrant to be issued before they would enter the home. They've seen the body, and then they waste even more time calling in a department locksmith to open the door. Oh, my gosh. Jesus Christ. Break a fucking window. Nope. They're like, we no. can't break the window. Uh, it's Christmas. Larry needs this check. We need to get Larry in here. <laughs> most, most fucking cops love an excuse to kick down a door. Yeah, kick the fucking door in. I mean, why am, come yeah, on. Why am I going to kick a door in when I got a kid's face to kick in when he's in there hurting? I'm not going to kick a door. That's going to hurt my foot. I'm saving that. Yeah, I'm saving that for the yeah. criminal in there. <laughs> for the criminal, I'm gonna break his jaw with my fucking foot. <laughs> my hand, my bare fucking the thumb. F- <laughs> what they claimed was that they can't do anything because they were renting the house and it was not owned by the victims. Now that absolutely oh. does not apply in this situation. That is bullshit. 
Rubbish. That is horseshit. Yeah. I can only get the dead owners. If there's a dead tenant in there, I got to wait for like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, I got to find out who the landlord is. I got to get like, shoot them a call and be like, yeah, bro, they have to there's... give them 24 hours notice because of landlord tenant law. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, the landlord lives out of state. So we're going to have to wait for the landlord to get here. You know, it might take three days, but they'll unlock the door for us. Like, even if you didn't know, like, we listen to a lot of crime shit, so we know a little bit more than the average bit, but even just, like, common sense person would know to go in there if there's a dead body, like, dude, my kids would know that, like, assholes. Um, so another thing that we know is, obviously, from listening, is that Detective Dalton is not a very good interrogator. He yeah, he kind of sucks a lot. Really leading questions. <laughs> He's got a complete bias. He fails to recognize the very clear signs of a traumatic brain injury. And this is his job. This isn't just us being like, this guy seems sus. This is his job. Um, and then he gets people's names wrong and then assumes that they're lying. When someone without traumatic brain injury would say, Ashley is not my roommate when their roommate is Alicia. Who's Ashley? Yeah, it's like lying, liar. Detective Dalton was actually removed from the case and it was reassigned. Uh, during the resulting fallout, the police said that Dalton was taken off the case due to a family emergency, which was not true. And um, that's not the only thing that they lied about. Reports from the time. Fucking Christ. <laughs> Kids, they're great. They're great. <laughs> I have a couple. You'll love it, they said. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's not the only thing that they lied about. The reports from the time stated that the shooting happened December 23rd, not December 25th. My God. Three days earlier? The police told the press it was the 23rd to add extra time between the shooting and when Ryan received medical attention that was not due to police negligence. And there is proof of this. The initial autopsy report of Heather Kwan stated that she died December 25th between 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. And these are professionals they know two days of decomp versus six hours of decomp. Two days is a lot of decomp. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She would have been swelling up by then. Yeah. There's no way. There, no. The smell would have been unbearable. Yeah, it's- Alicia came home and wouldn't smell that? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, oh, she's just napping. It stinks like shit in here. She shit her pants, I guess. I don't know. I'm just going to go to bed. <laughs> Heather's been drinking again. Classic Heather. She would have been in in and out two days. You know what I mean? One day you walk by like, oh, she's sleeping on the couch. Day two, like, she hasn't moved. Day three, like, she's yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, you'd check after a while. Yeah, you'd oh, think, yeah. Right? Yeah, so the autopsy report was actually later altered to December 23rd. And if that's not enough, they took 46 photos of Ryan's injuries. Those are not two-day-old injuries. They're not even scabbed over. Some of them are still bleeding. Well, and especially the way, too, that his eyes were black, you could tell that they weren't, you know, a few days old. You could tell they were very, very fresh. Mm -hmm. That color was, I mean, deep and dark. Once you have a black eye for a few days, it starts to dissipate and it starts to turn green and yellow and yellow. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, those were very, very fresh. Yeah, extremely. Um, And, oh, uh, the interrogation itself, where Detective Dalton clearly says several times, 
what happened last night? Why did yes. the shooters come on Christmas day? Mm -hmm. So, um, but it, it makes sense for them to come on Christmas day too. That's another thing that's not proof, but if you're going to pick a day, Christmas day makes sense. These are young people. Where do young people go for Christmas? To their parents. They don't have any yep. kids. Yeah. Makes sense. They expected them to be gone. They're all in the same spot. So it's not like it would have been a two hour drive to get to his dad's house or something. It would have been like up the road kind of thing. Well, they're all in Phoenix. So Phoenix is a city. <laughs> yeah. So maybe an hour. Yeah, maybe. Right. Not, not super far. Yeah. Detective Dalton actually later told several lies about his conduct during Ryan Waller's interrogation. This was two years later in a, in a, a deposition um, he was asked what the protocol is for an injured individual, and Dalton basically said there isn't one. I just assess them and I go from there. And he stated that Ryan was answering his questions as he expected them to be answered. Ah, no, right. he did not. He did not. No. I was on Team Dalton earlier. I'm off Team Dalton now. That's blatantly bullshit. Oh, huge lie. Oh, yeah. They're recording you, man. They're recording you. Like, we could all see your reaction to those. You were dumbfounded at least 13 times. At least 13 <laughs> times. We checked. Yeah. Like we use Rick Getz's special software to determine that you were, in fact, dumbfounded at this time and this time and this time. 13.767 seconds. Seven yeah. times. Um, he also said that after he brought in the fire department, the fire department told him they didn't think Ryan had been shot, which you heard. They clearly said, you've been shot in the face, bro. You've yeah. been shot in the face, bro. <sighs> we heard it. Jesus we Christ. need to take him right now because he's been shot yeah. in the face. Can you imagine the editing job these cops would have wanted to do? You've been shot, not shot in the face, bro. <laughs> <laughs> cops would like so far he's lied that much. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a weird <laughs> shitty edit. Yeah, you just hear allegedly. Yeah, as if that wasn't bad enough, just covering for himself and his job or whatever. He went one step further and said he went to see Ryan in the hospital after. He did not. His parents were there the his parents were there the entire time. No member of the Phoenix Police Department came. And not only did he say he came to visit, he said that when he was there, he talked to Ryan's doctor, who said his injuries weren't that bad, and that Ryan was being an asshole to all the nurses. The injuries aren't that bad. <laughs> oh, He's got a fucking guy. bullet in his brain. This not guy. that bad. As if you're gaslighting the fucking the like shot in the face guy. You guys are fun. Like the, let's gaslight the guy who can't defend himself. We had to scoop out a quarter of his brain. Wow. And also, if he he would be in a ward where the nurses work with patients with traumatic brain injuries, and they would be used to patients being weird, being assholes, being nice, being sexually in, inappropriate. Because they're not in their right brain space. That's what people with brain injuries do. So even if he was being an asshole to the nurses, they'd be used to it because and they wouldn't care. They'd be like, they'd feel bad for him. But he wasn't. He wasn't even being an asshole. He was unconscious yeah. most of the time. <laughs> lie. It's a whole ass lie. Yeah. Just like yeah, yeah, the injuries weren't that bad. And you know what? 
kid was also an asshole to nurses. Can you believe that? What a prick. <laughs> what are you doing, Dalton? <laughs> he didn't he didn't wake up for a couple days and they all wanted to talk to him. He was just sleeping. What a piece of shit. <laughs> Just ignoring all of them. Yeah, this oh. guy. I hate Dalton now. I liked him for a while. Yeah, what a piece of shit. I was I was team Dalton there for a little bit, and now I'm like, ah, damn, you suck, bro. <sighs> you suck. Sometimes in life, and this is for everyone out there. Sometimes in life, some you're gonna fuck up, okay? And you just gotta go out there and take your licks and deal with it like a, a human being. Don't try and cover mm-hmm. up every bad little thing you did. Everyone does bad shit. Like, if yeah. you just would have been like, I was just trying to get the murderer, and I, I fucked up in that interview, I should have noticed the signs, I was just trying to help. Everyone would have way more sympathy for you than, like, uh, he was being an asshole to the nurses, uh, I talked to him all the time, we called every day, he wasn't even that weird, and I knew what he was talking, like, you've made up so many lies, now I hate you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you get off easier, it sucks for the time. You don't want to tell everyone you did a stupid thing. I get that. Yeah. But like, just get it over with, man. We're all going to catch. You're caught. You're done. And you think this isn't going to get out about you? Like, you think that you're just going to be like, oh, yeah, I went and visited him. And like, you think that's going to be in the media. But really, what's in the media is like the truth about you never visited him, dude. Actually, not really. For the most part, I'll get into that a little bit in a second here. I'm almost done. Um, interestingly, as of 2021, the Attorney General's Office and the Department of Justice is investigating the Phoenix Police Department for misconduct, and not related to this case, just like in general. In general. Wow. So, leave it to the states. <laughs> On uh, what I, I I did Blair Adams, uh, that was in Phoenix, or when he got caught or whatever. And I got there's I guess there's a couple listeners from Phoenix that messaged me saying like. Phoenix Police Department is super corrupt. And I was like, and I noticed it too when I was reading about Blair Adams. So uh, this isn't a shock. And I'm glad that they're actually looking into these guys because this isn't the first time I've heard that. Like, they're not the worst. Like, LA cops are the worst. But Phoenix is up there from what I've been reading throughout this career wow. of doing this. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fun. Um, but that is actually basically the end of the story. Um, that's really all I have on Ryan Waller. And the truth is the only reason that I even have that is something I want to mention here. I learned about this case in passing without really looking into it. And I immediately was like, we're doing this. But while I was researching it, I was finding no reliable information out there. Basically, all I could find was the interrogation video, a few podcasts and things like that. But, and like a couple of articles, there was like nothing on it. And It all had like basically the exact same information, which is that a former roommate broke into this dude's house, shot him up. Um, He spent, you know, six hours in police custody and the police fucked up huge and he lost both his eyes and just like a ton of information that I came to learn wasn't even correct, but basically the same story more or less. But I happened to stumble across Searching for Justice, the Ryan Waller story on the YouTube channel, This is Monsters. Giles, the host of the documentary, this was a documentary from start to finish. Um, he did an amazing job with his research and he had a, a like just very nice, like well-conducted, respectful interview with Don Waller. And he conveyed the information extremely well. And he is arguably the only reputable original source that I could find. And without him, 
this episode would have been like the saddest, soggiest lettuce. Oh, so you're here for Giles's like pampered bush. It sounds like he takes good care of it. Mm-hmm. Definitely yeah, a nice well-maintained job. bush. Good so huge shout out to him. Honestly, like without him, this wouldn't have been a good episode. But almost all the information that I have here came like straight from Dawn or reports that Giles went out and found. And basically everything is supported and confirmed. And and yeah, so huge, huge shout out to him. So listeners, go check out and support his content. That's This Is Monsters on YouTube. And check out this documentary as well, because he actually goes even deeper into Dalton's career and his history of unethical behavior. This isn't the first time he fucking railroaded the wrong guy. I feel like uh, this is... And just for everyone listening, this isn't like some paid ad, or is it? It's not some ad. Uh, no, Celeste, not. Celeste is doing this at because she loves this guy's work, uh, and it must go check it out because it must be beautiful. See the rarity of two huge bushes in one interview. You know that must be uh, something to a see, like a unicorn. I literally just started listening to This Is Monsters a few months ago, and I love it. I'm binging it right now. I, cool. you know. Oh yeah, they're great. So Celeste, thank you for sharing that because yeah, they like this is monsters is great. It's yeah, really super well done. So huge, huge bush um, on Giles from This Is Monsters, but uh, the link for all that will be in the description. Um, and yeah, lastly, like my heart goes out to the families of Ryan and Heather, and I really hope that they get the justice they deserve with the fucking phoenix police department we didn't talk a lot about uh heather's family do you know much about her family not really i mean you know heather was just as much a victim in this case but ultimately at the end of the day what it really came down to was ryan and the treatment that he received and heather basically got her justice right she the people who murdered her are in prison for life um they were caught thanks to ryan you know with a fucking yeah. bullet in his head yeah. i just want to oh, say yeah. again he nailed these fucking guys poor girl poor uh, it, it is the sensationalization of a guy having a bullet in the brain obviously he's going to take the headlines but you're right heather's a victim and sorry you know it's not not good not, i mean no, the thing good. about it is i mean she is dead and that's sad to say that i mean yeah i mean i know ryan is now but he did live and so you know, that legacy of him living through that and him living through these seizures. And, and that's really sad. And I can see why that took the limelight. I, I was just curious about Heather, but yeah, no, but I could see why there's not much info either. You know, that's yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cut and dried, unfortunately, but yeah. for their privacy alone, I'm sort of glad it is that way. Yeah. They, they probably just want to be past it. Like I get that they're, but they probably don't want to hear about They, they wouldn't want to hear this you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like i'm done <laughs> yeah 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 that's the story this is a oh, wild and if one. giles giles if you ever want to come and just joke around on a case you can come on the show too i don't think giles would ever joke around on a case he is he has so much more integrity than we do yeah but uh, yeah. To, <laughs> he's the I'll opposite just, of you guys is what uh, he is <laughs> i'll do something with like a with the a, we'll try a, and be serious we'll try he's to gonna be like i hate this <laughs> but we'll find something ridiculous like a little kid who lost his glove <laughs> was that kid oj simpson <laughs> oh, <laughs> there it is 
<laughs> it doesn't fit. Do you see? It doesn't fit. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Unethical Podcast. If you're not in the Facebook group, stop being such a silly goose and come find us at Unethical, the official unethical podcast group. If you find you just can't handle the anticipation until the next episode, then it's a great time to join our Patreon, where we have a ton of extra unethical content, and of course, our brother podcast, Private Dicks. And in case you didn't hear the good news, Private Dicks is now Public Dicks. Every two weeks, an episode of Season 1 will drop wherever you eat your podcasts, and our lucky Patreon patrons are literally living in the future, listening to new episodes from Season 2. On the fence about it, have a listen to the trailer and see what you think. If you've got a case, big or small, give the private dicks a call. And yes, the phone number is real. Enjoy! Have you got a mystery that needs solving? Where is Amelia Earhart? We know. Who the hell was D.B. Cooper? Bah, easy. Bermuda Triangle? Probably solve that one next. Here at Private Dicks, we guarantee a mystery solved every episode. That's with a capital G. Every second Friday, the Private Dicks take a client, record their session, and solve the world's greatest mysteries. One by one. Private Dicks solve them, no problem. God, I love just crushing mysteries. Search up Private Dicks on your favorite podcatcher and you can solve a mystery too. The mystery of what's your favorite podcast? It's Private Dicks. Another one solved. If you have a mystery to be solved, call 1-855-PRVTDIX. That's 1-855-PRIVATE-DICKS. Call 1-855-PRIVATE-DICKS and leave us the rundown of the case. Maybe the dicks will solve it. It's 855-PRIVATE-DICKS. I'm straight when it comes to humans, but fucking gay from old people.